Welcome everybody to another episode of Chats with Sweetie. What number the, is it? The number one podcast where my wife roasts me. With you, you have my beautiful wife, Belen Salomon. That's my me. God, what a hottie. And on the other side, you got the irresistible, the super talented, the GOAT. It's not Tom Brady. I'm talking about, of course, about myself. Of course you are. Of course you are. So it's the opposite of everything you just said. Why don't you just relax, Belen? By the way, we just had a great call right before we started this. We did. From Ricardo. um, uh, Who's our... Obviously, our contractor. contractor. What did he say, sweetie? He said, great news. Okay. We are moving at a rapid pace and construction's moving along beautifully. And... Um, he was asking me a question about um, the the TV the situation. TV situation that we're going to be installing in our bedroom. Good. I just wanted to get rid of the pen. So obviously, whatever just happened, I've never seen in my life. By the way, guys, this is a great opportunity to tell you if you guys are listening to us on Spotify, on iTunes, or any other podcast uh, system, you can just come on YouTube and see exactly what happened to my pen because it thought, literally just exploded in my hand. I, well, were you squeezing it? No. It literally just did that on its own. Like, you'll be able to see the replay as soon as we're done, sweetie. Incredible. I thought it was a bug. Incredible. So, sweetie, we're still in L.A. right now. We set up these half-ass studio. Mediocre. Well, let me say, Sergio set up this half-ass studio, which is not a half-ass studio. Thank you, Sergio, for the pen. Incredibly appreciate it. Hopefully, this one won't explode. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen that before in my life. Um, so, Sergio set up these, this studio so we can do chats with sweetie yeah. and obviously emprendedores but we're just missing rodrigo just so a minor detail just minor things but we're we're still we're going trucking along so the question uh we're going to talk about today in a lot of uh, about a lot of stuff number one we're going to talk about life and remodel updates what's going on right now why are we still in la uh why am i so handsome all of that yeah good that's stuff. Top number one topic then someone was asking hey guys you should talk about your upbringings and i thought why don't you mind your own business <laughs> And then I thought, you know what? You can't be like that to every single one of the commenters. So I said, let's talk about that. Let's do it. Look at me, huh? Growing. Look at me listening to people. No, I'm just never listening to anybody. Uh, also, babe, let me ask you something. Were you good in school? Did you cheat? I want to know everything you did. No comment. I want to I figure it out. And also, while we're on that list, I just want to know your biggest fears. Oh, and great. it's not to weaponize them against you. I just want to know your biggest fears and Sergio's too. You're going first. And, and Sergio's. I want I want to know Not all of Sergio's fears. <laughs> and also, sweetie, going on a happy note. Let's <laughs> I don't know why I sound like a you know on the TV shows. And then Lauren's going to come back and tell you how she deals with relationships and friends. That's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about how we deal with friendships in our relationship. Is it important to have friends? Should we have mutual friends? What do I do? I need you to tell me all these things because I don't understand what's going on. I know you on. don't. You never so, do. sweetie, welcome to Chats with Sweetie. Did you welcome new? We also have Fiona, but she's not on the frame, guys. Oh, you well, can't our pitbull's see her, here. But if you guys hear her cry or making noise very sweet. or barking like an idiot, just that's know. That's her. That's Fiona. That's, that's what she does for a living. So, sweetie, how... Uh, let me ask you first, how's, give me a life update. How you doing? How you feeling? Because I'm going to tell you something, guys. Two days ago, was, this is not rough. a joke. Two days ago, Belen turned around, looked at me and said, well, I don't hate you anymore. Yeah. Okay. So please elaborate on yeah. that, sweetie. Because as you guys know, we were supposed to be in Austin by now, that, but we're not. Sort of. Yeah. So we moved, today's Tuesday. So we moved on Thursday. I moved on Thursday. Um, yeah. 
Why is Sergio laughing at this? And also, I didn't realize I burped on my microphone. I smelled the whole thing right now. God, you're disgusting. <laughs> Just get distracted. I'm sorry, sweetie. So, uh, moving day was on Thursday, mm -hmm. and it was extremely stressful. Um, a lot of things happened on Thursday, and it, it's never one day, right? Because the movers come, but then you have all the shit you have to get rid of. Yeah. Then you have to clean, and you have to do the touch-ups, and like it's really three days that you're moving, because I, especially I, if you're moving out of a large house. I'd say you don't realize how good you are and how good you became at at uh, looking at stuff that you put in the house because when we when we got into this house we obviously knew we were going to be renting and we were hoping it was just going to be a one-year deal and that's what it was we got very lucky knowing that right but yeah. when we when we went into it you said i don't like the color of the walls i don't like this in the bathroom i don't like that and belen was able to grab all that stuff that she didn't like asking the landlord would you guys be cool if we remove these things and before we leave we'll put them back to uh the way it was so belen made notes on every single thing that moved took pictures and uh after we were done with the move we got out we brought in our people they fixed everything and they made it look exactly the way it was before and having that documentation that you have, the emails with everyone, the landlords, and also because in those situations, for example, they had old curtains that we didn't like. Yeah. Like we took them down, put them in a box and said, here you go, guys, come pick them up. They came pick them up. So we have everything on email. So when the landlord's like, where are my really fancy curtains that you hated? We're like, you already took them as per that email that you saw and the pictures that you see. Yeah. So there was nothing, nothing no, well, I'm really like meticulous like that. Well, congratulations, it's sweetie. That's a very good skill. Thank you. Um, so Thursday was really, really just tiring. Um, we prepped a lot like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because I really just wanted the movers to come in, pack, I mean, come in, get the boxes, get the furniture and get out. And I thought it was going to be really quick because when we left bridal last year, they had six or eight guys and we were out by noon. They had lunch, they took break. And then we unloaded at the, at our new house, the new house. Well, they only sent three guys and they were there from eight 30 to almost 7 PM. And it was just like watching paint dry on the wall. Like it was just a very long, tedious day. And then Friday, like I said, I had to go back and do all these things. And I was just really emotionally exhausted, drained, having a mental breakdown. Like I was just not well. I was going really like through the emotions of it. Yeah. Um, it's really not so much like that home because we were only there exactly 12 months. Um, it was just like the the chapter closing, like officially closing of california and just like of hidden, hills. of hidden hills yeah okay so we uh, we have wonderful friends and neighbors we do and they um you know like kim yeah Kanye, that's where we're staying Drake. so you don't know any of them what you drove by them maybe once I'm, I'm, what that's it everybody knows who i am no one no one no one knows. am i Sorry, guys, off camera, they're confirming that no one knows who I am. Exactly. Got it. Um, so we, we basically. We got good friends. We blah, have blah, good blah. friends. I packed us our suitcases for like anywhere between six and eight weeks that we're going to be living out of our suitcases and kind of set us up in our friend's guest house. Like, I, you know, we had like. We're very lucky that couch. that's that's an, that's an option, by the way, because in the same neighborhood we live, that our friends that we became friends because they're neighbors. Yeah. Uh, Ended up saying, if you got, 
they really hooked us up. They were like, if you guys have nowhere to go, you don't have to rent anything. Come and stay in our guest house. Which with us. was a huge, re- which was a huge relief because. In reality, there's no way the day we moved out, we could have gotten on a plane and gone to Austin because we had to close out our current home. That t- doesn't take one day. And then we have, you know, the, the element of the animals, the cars, everything. So we had discussed, let's stay there for the next couple, like for four or three nights. We knew it was Super Bowl. Obviously, it's really important to Alejandro. So he was like, we're not going to anywhere that I won't have access to watch it. So I That's said, right. let's stay We'll still be in Hidden Hills. We can kind of maintain the same thing. I can be close to the rental because I knew I'd be going back and forth for three days. Yeah. Because I had to do the walkthrough on Sunday. So we kind of went to our, and by the way, their guest house is legitimately like a one bedroom large apartment. <laughs> like it's huge. Like an incredible house. It's an yeah. incredible house. And it finishes. Kitchen, dining room, living room, washer and dryer, bathroom bedroom like it's and they do have marble in their countertops guys let me just say real marble when when i walked in and i saw that marble i was like holy fuck yeah this is what the big leagues look like yeah and then they have an insane gym next to the guest house so (laughs) we're we're, suffering we're we're very very lucky and all the cars fit so it it really could not have been a better transition couple days for us um especially because like i said I, i had to go back and forth to the house multiple times um but yeah, I was just really, really emotionally exhausted. Alejandro and I were kind of on, you know, there's just tension. Let me just He be came clear. back, hang on. You came back from Austin really on a high horse, all up on me about remodeling, barking down my throat. So you were What? Yeah, you were. I, I when was. you were like, you have to go next week and you have to pick the floors. And I was like, okay. And you were like, we're going to be delayed three weeks because you didn't select wow. the floors. That's inc- By the way, guys, I turned into a really evil person just when I closed the door and talked to Belen. Because in front he of does, everybody else, when he's, else, when he's hungry and he's tired, you're... When, when I'm hungry... This man watches me work when I'm hungry and starving for hours. Let you, me... you, but that's Sergio. You oh. can, you, the real truth comes out with me. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh and when you're sorry. having stomach problems, I always have stomach problems. And no, uh, listen, that this podcast is not about my stomach problems, guys. If you eat a whole board of cheese, you're gonna die the next day. It's obvious, and I know that before I start eating it. Wait. It's just so Sergio, delicious. I'm it's a risk that I'm willing to what take. What he ate last night. By Some the people way. go to war. I eat cheese at night. Okay? <laughs> Working on my night. cheese. <laughs> That's what I do. So while you were going like through that, and I gotta, I gotta throw my side of the uh, of the events, right? Well, I wasn't really done. Okay, so please finish, so that you can finish, and then I'll beat me, and then I'll go into the next subject, Great. so you can't rebuttal. Go on. No. Go on, sweetie. So he got back Wednesday from Austin. And you got back at 8 a.m. So you were really fussy and tired because you took a really early flight and you were out the night before. Anyway, so you were, we were, the point is we were, we were, there was tension between us really from when he got there and then we moved. Listen, it's normal. Are you? I'm listening to you, no, sweetie. You're, you're making googly eyes with Sergio. I'm making what? googly eyes for the audience. Anyone, again, if you guys are watching, listening to us on Spotify Anyways, or maybe iTunes, come watch on YouTube. It's fun. As I've said before, moving's really stressful no matter what. And there was just tension between us. I was like emotional. You were a little bit aloof. And what, what does aloof mean? Like despistado, you know, like you were like, like going to the beach. <laughs> To the beat of your drum. So anyways, we were, there was a lot of tension between Alejandro and I, and then we had, we hashed it out on we Friday. Did. 
We did. And we both hashed it out by saying, what did you tell me? What did you tell me? What did I tell you? I don't want to kill you anymore. Oh, well, after we had our conversation, the next day, you, you said, sweetie, do you love me? And I said, yes, I do again. I no longer... I no longer want to kill you. Yeah. I no longer want to stab you. But as, as you guys can tell, that those feelings were only one-sided. I had no problem. I want to be honest with you, you, were, you. Because you live in a different world. <laughs> no. No. Listen, I, it, it, I'm opening Pandora's box, everybody. Don't do this at home. It's dangerous. This is way worse than the, what people in Jackass did back in the day. They, they would jump and like miss a leg with whatever they did. And, you know, this is way more dangerous what I'm about to do. So watch carefully, guys. It's like basically grabbing those um, snakes that stand up in India and give them a kiss. That's what I'm about to do in front of all of your eyes. So here we go. Here's the deal, sweetie. Here is the deal. I had none of those problems. Of course you didn't. I was willing and always there and told you, tell me how can I help, right? And everything that you asked me, whatever that is, tell me, did I make a face or did I do everything you asked me? And then said, whatever you need me to do, I'm here for you. Yes and no. What no? You didn't take care of a lot of stuff that you were supposed to hear at the office. Sergio can vouch for that. No, that's not true. This is, this is what happened, and this is why I'm taming the snake, guys. Don't worry about it. I got this. The cobra. I wish there was a camera on, Sergio. I'm kissing the cobra right now in the head. Watch me. Nothing. It's already standing up and going, <laughs> listen, I'm about to give it a kiss. You can ask me for way more than what you ask me to do. I was not going to get into the argument with you, but you legitimately... What you did while we were moving and you're going through all this stress was <laughs> you didn't you let it, laugh. You didn't let it go anywhere. You just held it all in. And then instead of asking me for relief, you would just ask me to do dumb things to get out of your way so that you wouldn't see me. I you told like, you to take care of Fiona, which was very important. I know, but Fiona can stay home. That's no problem. You know what I mean? Like, I could have done a lot more than what I was originally asked for, and I was happy to do so. But the reality is. You were like, get out of my way, deal with these things. And I did that. What I'm saying is, <laughs> I was there for you, sweetie. Here's the kiss to the cobra. I was there for you, sweetie. I was absolutely you. there for you. You just didn't want to see my ugly face while you were going through whatever the fuck you were going. I gave you a list. Anyways, I just ran already from the cobra. Didn't bite I me. I gave you a list of tasks to do weeks before. Completed and, them. And there was things that you still didn't complete the day of. It doesn't matter. We're never going to see eye to eye on this. The point is, is that there was other things that you, that we won't get into, but you were giving me lots of obstacles with, <laughs> with where we were. And that's what really broke me. And I admitted to you that I was emotionally really, it was really taking a toll on me and I was having a hard time. Yes. And that's... And you said, I'm not, but I can understand why you feel this way. That's right. And I said, I'm here for you and all and that And I said, stuff I no longer that, hate you. And that you have it. Exactly. But, but everybody, if something's bothering you and, you know, you're going to resent the other person more for not having that other person do something, just tell them to do it. Tell them to do it. Yeah, but 
again, without getting super into it, you were complaining about certain things and I was trying my best to make everyone comfortable and bending over backwards. And that is what pushed me over the edge. So how are you feeling these days? Well, after we hashed it out the next day, I went back to the house. I cried again because I said bye to Jose, who has been has worked for us for over 10 years. So yeah. I was still really clearly unstable. <laughs> um, but I feel better. Yesterday was the best I felt in days. Like I finally slept. I felt like I feel like I have a bit of more of a routine right now, just being at our friends and like we have a groove, right? Like taking Fiona out, like all of that kind of stuff. So I do feel better. But I did I, I think a big topic, a big part of this that we should discuss is Alejandro was like, I want to go to Austin like Monday. And I was like, I need more time here. Like I have a photo shoot tomorrow. I wanted to wrap up the house because we were having this conversation on Friday. And so he said, what do you need from me? And I said, I need you to not talk to me until I get through this week. And like about Austin until I get through the weekend and my photo shoot. And you said, that's fair. That's fine. Because it was all this added stress that was like, I, I was having anxiety about getting everything done. And it was a completely unrealistic task for me to get the house, walk, do a walkthrough with the landlord and my photo shoot by Monday. But you can also, but this is a problem that I have with you. You don't admit either, like, that you have a little bit to do with it. Like, you think you're this innocent person in the relationship. And what I was saying to you is you are putting, I'm going to, literally, <laughs> I'm actually going to get a cobra and no, put no, it no. in your bed. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So can you at least admit, like, there was that tension, too, of you wanting to get to Austin sooner? <sighs> This is a hard one, guys, because I want to teach you how to get rid of your problems, how to be better every time. So being right sometimes is not everything. I agree with you, sweetie. It feels insincere. No, I agree with you. I was, what? No. I, I was preoccupied. No, 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 go ahead. No. I'm not putting words in your mouth. But you just told me what I was. No. I, I, you, I said you wanted to get to Austin like Saturday, basically. I don't, I really, I really don't think so. I think the conversation that we had. Uh, you were pissy. I was not pissy. You were flustered. I, I. So What's the word then that you were? Because you weren't being. The word, the word that I, you, the word that I was, God damn it. Why are we always doing this psychoanalysis in front of people? There, <laughs> the reason I, oh my God. The reason why I reacted the way I reacted was. <laughs> Let me guess. You're going to put it on me. No, 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 no. So anyways, on to the next subject. How we grew up. No. <laughs> oh, we're not done with an update anyways. Okay, so. No. Uh, how are you feeling? Good? <laughs> These are, this is a dangerous walk I'm doing. It's like when, when there's. When there's here's, like a tiny little broom between two buildings and I'm walking through here's it. Here's the thing. You're I, the wind. You're just waiting to blow on me. I can admit and say I, w I was feeling emotional. I was going through th these different things. And you, you clearly you have, you're having your own experience. So Yes, and my experience was this. Uh, my own personal problems that I have with the situation that I'm in are come from all of my past. And, and you know, oh, everything comes from the past to everybody, from sure. all the stuff that you've lived. So I came and I expressed my feelings to you, which is a, 
I know, you but guys got to be careful when you do that because when is, you come an, out and say whatever's bothering you, they the other party might take it as a direct offense of what's going on when when it was not. And then I explained that to you, and yes, you were cool. but it was also your demeanor and and everything is tone, right? Everything is how we speak and. This is what kills me about you. You couldn't just admit that when you were saying it, you were like flustered, even if it was with yourself. Yes. But your delivery wasn't calm. I, I so, agree. of course, I'm going to take it on like, fuck, how can I fix this? No. I don't want him to feel this way. Yeah, but also, there's a lot of people that watch me on YouTube and they're like, are you like this all day? I am. This is just me. I am very passionate in the way I talk. If I'm talking like something great and hyping it up, I'm going to go like this. And if I'm talking about something that's bothering me and it's like not happening and I, I don't see eye to eye with it, I'm going to be passionate about the subject. That's me. You've known him. You've known me for. I agree, but you years. you knew where I was also like mentally that day. So you obviously you were going through your own thing, but it would have been easier if you could have not been so intense in that. Yeah, explaining moment. myself. That's all. I understand. So I completely understand. I'm taking notes, and I'll be better about that too. Yeah, I promise you, sweetie. I know. Because I want to live a happy life, guys. Yeah. So By I'm, the way, uh, text happy to one one. No, I'm just kidding. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't do that. You're just going to text a random number happy. That's going to be an old woman. Like, don't ever fucking text me again. Yeah. Fuck you. So so anyway, so after we hashed it out and we, I said to him, let me get through the weekend. Let me get through my photo shoot. I beat you at basketball. We'll get into that too because you're a fucking cheater. We'll get into that in a second. But anyways, we're... I have my shoot tomorrow, and then we go to Austin um, on Thursday. You know this? I thought it was Friday, but Thursday We leave on Thursday, and we're back on Saturday. And then Sunday is Valentine's Day, which we also really should discuss. But we're going to Austin. We have a really busy um, 48 hours there, basically. Um, And then once we're back, we're going to come up with our plan of when we're actually officially departing um, L.A. Yeah. But I, I would say he's ready to go tomorrow where I'm like, I need like a couple more days. Um, and that's okay because we also discuss whatever's going to be better for both of us mentally. Like that's what we'll figure, like that's how we're going to make it work. We're staying with our friends. Yeah. One of the guys in the relationship, in, when I say our friends, is my friend, yeah. my guy. I have a lot of fun hanging out with my friend. I can be here for months and not do anything. But we also need to work. Of course. But and don't worry, Sergio. You don't have to come to Austin right now. I know Sergio was worried. I'll film everything so that people get nauseous on the main channel. Uh, I, I, I said the same thing. I was like, well, leave Sergio behind on this one. <laughs> so to wrap it up, mentally, I'm feeling much better today than I was for sure on Thursday and Friday. Um, and I'm super excited to go to Austin this week. I'm really excited to, to go. It was just so much emotion in such a short like, amount, of time. amount of time. Yeah. So I feel good. Obviously, I know you feel good. I feel great, sweetie. You feel great every day. So. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I apologize. <laughs> sweetie, I want to know, how, how was sweetie growing up? Um, very nervous. Okay. I, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. But in the past, not right now. No, I was an extremely nervous child. Like I, like I didn't go to preschool, daycare. I could not leave my mom's side. This, this makes a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, of course. Hang on, I'm writing these down. Of course, I've been like this my whole life. Okay. Um, I my what did my mom always call me? She called me like a, a worrywart because I was always 
worried. So I was a very nervous child into adulthood, but I was a really shy, quiet kid. I, I, a lot has to do because I have an older sister who's the opposite of me. So I always felt like when somebody's more dominant over you, like personality wise, I was more submissive, if that makes sense. Not really. I mean, what you're saying, I mean, what you're saying, it makes sense, but you're, it's not like that. Growing up, it was for me. Okay. You're okay. asking me how it was when I was growing up. So I was just a very timid, shy kid. And I, I don't know why but I always had to be with my mom like now I look back and I was like god she never got a break from me like she used to take me to her aerobics class I have vivid memories and like I would sit in the corner and like watch because she was an instructor and I would watch her like teach classes because I I she she would drop me off and I'd scream <laughs> so um I was just a really nervous really really nervous kid like I wouldn't spend the night out I wouldn't like go like on trips with my other friends families I did when I got older but like really like like the core of my childhood, I was very nervous. So you were like a good kid. I was a perfect child. Okay. I never got into trouble. I was a, for sure a tattletale. Um, you would tell on people? Well, yeah, mainly on my sister. <laughs> <laughs> um, like if, because she's six years older than me. So if my parents would go out of town, she would babysit and she'd like, we were living in Spain. So like she would go like out until like 7 a.m. And like the second my parents would get home, I'd be like, I was left by myself. This person was here. This person was here. Like I was very like, um, a narc. What a completely. bummer. Completely. You see guys, I was a rule follower. I still am by the way. I really am. Well, didn't we tell that story when the cops showed up to the house because yeah. they murdered the neighbor and you Absolutely. were having a mental breakdown and asking me, what did I do? I just don't Even know. Even though you live with me. I just don't know why. I mean, I guess I should ask my mom, but what happened to me that it made me so like, uh, like, I'm a, you always said, I'm like a dog who was like beat. Like I'm always so nervous. Like sometimes Alejandro will like be behind me and like not on purposely trying to scare me, but I'll be like, <gasps> and you're like, I've been here the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know a why. A lot of women have that reaction with me. Wow. Well, that's understandable. It's a little bit of love and surprise at the same time. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, I was a nervous kid. So no one had a problem with, uh, uh, so you grew up, you had more like, did, were you one of those people that had a lot of friends? I did. I actually did have a lot of friends. So when we moved to Spain, we were like the Los Americanos. So we were popular because my dad had a big Buick and yeah. everyone Mom thought man. he was like Batman. <laughs> and we had like cool clothes and like everyone was like Michael Jackson and like um, Madonna. Um, so I had a lot of like, and because having an older sibling, you automatically have friends because your mother forces your other kid to like they always they bring your sister oh so I had a lot of friends and then when we moved to America I also had a lot of friends so I've always been social but I, I grew into that if that like it took me a while to build the confidence to to go into that um and I've I even today I still have a lot of I have a tight knit but I have a lot of friends and a lot of like I know a lot of different people um yeah I do Wow. I'm well connected. Wow. <laughs> Were you good at school? No. Horrible. How did you get through school then? Meeting the right people and cheating. I was terrible. Like, so because when we moved to Spain, I was at an age where I was starting to learn how to read and write in English. So they moved, we moved to Spain. So then I had to learn in Spanish. So then when we moved back to America, I 
had a lot of difficulty. Like I went to literally Sylvan Learning Center and I had tutors. Like I can I see I can see why. Yeah. <laughs> I also cracked my head three times. By the way, and I have a really small she head. She always keeps saying that it's irrelevant. I have a really small head. Well, the cracks in your head are irrelevant to I the think size of your head. Because when they stitched me no, up, they no, took some it stuff out. It doesn't Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh also, my. I want to add. Did you guys know that this was also a science channel? You, you guys just <laughs> learned a lot of science. I do want to add life. also, with my, or I think a reason why I was the way I was, I was a really sick kid. I was always sick, probably making myself sick, but I was always sick. I love you, but you did make yourself sick. But I was in and out of the hospital a lot. I got weird like infections. But <laughs> so basically, I would say. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, like when we you moved. You got weird infections? When I was in oh, Spain. Oh, no. And you're just telling me right now? We've been married for like seven I was years now. Eight. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But, anyways, I was like in and out of the hospital a lot. So I think that a lot came a lot of fear and anxiety, like because of that. But, anyways, once we moved to America, I had a, a really struggled learning and um, had tutors. And then I like somehow graduated high school. And then in college, I just like would, you know, find the nerds and just kind of like have them do my homework. <laughs> look at you being so cool. What about you? So I hang on. Did you have friends like going from one place to another? What was that like? Because you moved a lot. Yeah. I, I, I remember when I moved to America, I'm still friends with Chrissy. She was the first person to come up to me. And it was, it was hard moving here because I, I was American, you know, like I spoke perfect English, but. Yeah, you're the foreigner now. And especially my name. Yeah. So I hated it. I told Glenn. everyone my name was Jackie. Mm. And um, so I I didn't have a hard time meeting friends. Um, I My mom was also like, re, you know, my mom is super social. So my mom really like made an effort to come to school, meet the other parents and make sure like, you know, their kids were being nice to me and like introduction and all of that. So I moved here seventh grade. So it was middle school. So there was already a lot of clicks. And by the way, thank God it wasn't like in an era like now where everyone has cell phones and oh. Instagram and fucking TikTok and all that. No, shit. we would be a disaster. We had pagers. Yeah, I was talking to like a 12 year old girl. That sounds horrible. It really does. But, you know, she's the daughter of our friends. That she we're just, staying with. Yeah, she was just having a conversation with me, and I was just listening to the shit that she's worried about. I'm like, how do you even know what that I know. is? It's really crazy. It is fucking bananas. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, the anxiety that kids have now, for real. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. But, um. We should probably do something about it at some point. Not us, but someone that cares. <laughs> no? No. It, I was talking to <laughs> Sheena about it last night, because my best friend's daughter is my goddaughter who's seven and i'm like what are we gonna do yeah um but anyways so i i didn't have a difficult time meeting people um but i just educational wise struggled oh yeah oh my i still sweetie. do yeah I still do if i can say so myself sweetie mm. that's not true that's not true you learn pretty fast some I things. do, but I, I uh, learned, I, I'm a visual person. So I think that I also really struggled in school with that because, <laughs> because um, I'm not a textbook person. Yeah. But I did really good in Spanish class. I did excel. Oh my God. That doesn't count. Just saying. I did really well. That doesn't count. And I got best dressed. Oh, so. Jesus Christ. I was, I went to, in high school, I went to every single dance for my freshman year. I don't know what that means, but that sounds really. I went to winter formal. I went to prom. I got asked by seniors, so I like I I did fine. I just education. That just sounds like. A, 
What about you? What about me? I was, what was your, what were you like as a kid? A terror? I was fucking amazing. Oh, here we go. Here I, comes, <laughs> here comes a, a, a reference to Tom Brady, I'm sure. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Did you like, for instance, like I didn't play any sports. Really? I know that's shocking. You never I played, played the flute. Any sports. I get out of here because I know how to play the flute and I, I can outplay the flute. You. Okay. Well any day. Great. You guys are seeing the, the sweetie challenge. Sweetie challenge. You said He's the all, same oh, thing about basketball and she beat uh, you. Yeah. She did not. I destroyed her and I will destroy you, sir. You destroyed me by one point? It's not one point, it's one win. We're gonna get to that. Uh, it, this no is, one this worry. Is... We're gonna get to that. And I'm not even going to demonstrate what he was doing okay sounds good sweetie so about me about me about me uh, what was my little sweetie thing i i was uh, obviously a tremendous mess of instability and lack of uh self-esteem <laughs> tremendous i was really nervous when i was very young just like you i was sick all the time just like you uh but i didn't have the i need to be next to my mom uh i i was also left alone a lot so I did have a lot of time, and we moved fucking, like when people ask me, where are you from in Mexico City? I'm like, Mexico City, homie. Like straight up Mexico City. There's like 39 places that I can tell you, I live there, I live there, I live there. So the moving thing is not new for me now that I think about it. Well. It's not new for me. So I lived all over Mexico City. I went to the same school all of my life. Okay. And the reason why is my dad passed away when we were really young, and we got a scholarship in that school. So no matter what, Mom, yeah, mom was like, there. you guys got to go to that school because it's free, Yeah, which is pretty cool. And that actually was like a huge problem for me because I became really codependent to the people that I knew or to my friends, or maybe I was terrified of like going and meeting new people. That was fucking terrible at it. Terrible. But I was also a street kid. Like I li like people would, all of my friends would tell, uh, all of my, my friends' parents would tell my friends do not hang out with Alejandro. So you were that friend. Yeah, because I had no rules. It's like I did. I was not that friend. This dude lives everywhere. Like he doesn't have a house. He uses public transportation. You, he uses you didn't the metro. Have you didn't have stability. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like that gave me stability in me. Because at some sure, point, but yeah. like from a, from a parent perspective. Oh no no no! That is not the ideal situation. Yeah. But I also think that really helped me out tremendously because by the time I was like thirteen, I knew how to go on subways and you knew how to drive uh, no not at 13 uh, i knew how to go on subways i knew how to get in a cab i knew how to get in a you know all that stuff that people would never and uh, that's also why i started working when i was so young you were street smart i i was street which is i was not smart in my opinion a way bigger skill than a lot of other like those are life skills that you're learning so as i was going and and all of that i was also into a lot i was putting a lot of sp uh, team sports in school and the reason why is uh, the longer I could stay somewhere, like that meant I could stay with my friends, I could see people rather than just go home and be alone. So uh, I, <laughs> uh, my mom tried to put me to soccer and I was fucking terrible at it. She pulled me and uh, I remember the encouraging words of, you really are the worst soccer player I've ever seen. So <laughs> I don't think you should keep playing this anymore. So I went and started doing other shit. That's why I've done fucking Taekwondo basketball everything and i became really competitive bowling magic. i'm a fucking amazing bowler what about magic um magic is not a sport sweetie well you're good at it that <laughs> you tricked me 
<laughs> the straightest trick of his lifetime. Oh, my uh, God. Oh, oh. That was phenomenal. That, I must say. Thank I you. must say that was a phenomenal joke. Thank you. Well done, sweetie. I, I, you waited your whole fucking life for this moment with that Finally, one. Finally, I'm going to shine. Oh. Um, I, I mean, I did a lot of stuff. I, I got into a lot of uh, culture stuff that no one, like, uh, I, I don't want to call it pop culture because it's not pop culture, but I got into a lot of cartoons and gaming and communities that existed. Like, I, babe, I would go yo-yo. I just, I just remember this. I'm fucking Hang screaming. On. You know what That's a yo-yo right. is? I it, remember we got some not that long ago for Christmas, and you were like, look at my tricks. I'm very look good. I'm very good. And also at the trompo. Do you guys, Sergio, do you know what a trompo is? Oh, yeah. Do you know how to say that in English? It's the no, one that I has know. the metal peak at the yeah, bottom. Yeah, yeah, it's like and you uh, spin it, and you spin it. Yeah, but you grab and the you rope at top and yeah. you flick it, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it stays, and it's then like you a, can pick it's it like up. A top, but with a string attached to it, and it lets you spin it for minutes at a time. That's right. So Sabritas, which is Lay's in Mexico, um, used to do contests, and they were around my neighborhood because I lived in shitty neighborhoods. I did so. I would see them outside on Sundays. I'd be walking and there's like a huge crowd. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" There's a yo-yo championship by Coca-Cola. I was like, "What?" I need to participate in these. And I, I won several. I believe it. They were street tournaments, of course. Then later on, I got, uh, into, I got into more sophisticated type of uh, uh, championships. And I got into a Mario Kart championship, too, at the mall. Because there was a show in Mexico called Nintendo Mania. Well, there's also one which more Which is thing like Nintendo Mania. Oh, my God. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on before you... You keep roasting me. So I, I would walk to the mall and I'd see these people all around like a TV. I was like, what's going on? They're like, they're playing a Nintendo tournament. And I fucking killed it. So I made a lot of like, uh, uh, not friends, but I knew people in all these circles. You networked. Kinda. You were networking without I mean, knowing I, it. I, I was. I never, I never really took advantage of it. Never anything. I eventually, when I was 17, I went and did an internship at a, a TV studio and when I was doing the internship at the, TV at the TV studio, one of the guys from Nintendo Mania was there. And I was like, oh, my God, dude, you and I used to hang out. He's like, no way. When? I'm like, I was just like seven years old. And he's like, oh, boy. So, yeah, those were interesting times. What's the other thing you're going to laugh at? <laughs> well, you, uh, you got other hobbies. <laughs> you and Rodrigo. Right. You were in a dance competition. We... I haven't heard about this one. Hang on, hang on. So this is this is this is this is a big problem that we have in our household. Can I? I I'm gonna have to clarify this once and for all. Can I'm I, gonna. Can I say it first? Go ahead, baby. For the first four years of our relationship, I legitimately, and Sheena can vouch for this. Who's my best friend? No, I want to say that part. Hang on, don't say that. Okay. Can I? I can I just keep telling that? Sure. Okay. Hang on. Okay, sorry. This is a great title for the video. Got it. Uh, the one with Rodrigo. So the dancing. Uh, before I jump into the dancing, because people will enjoy that one, I also got into soccer, and I became obsessed with it. I played in fucking street with my homies. We would put, like, two bricks real literally on the street and make like goalkeeping and we would play and then we would let the cars go by i became a really good soccer player not fucking phenomenal I but mean, i made it to the team and you know i was like you're no big, you're no i was a big part of Ronaldo, it so. that's right i'm no all right sweetie all right sweetie this is getting embarrassing now 
I also did basketball. Basketball was surprising because in Mexico we're not very tall. <laughs> and I remember playing in uh, in recess, and my basketball the basketball teacher from school came over and he's like, "How come you've never played for me?" And I go, "Cause there's no basketball team in this school, dude." And he goes, "No, but I never but knew that there was people in your age that wanted to play. Do you want to put it together?" And I like brought like five, seven friends. We were just the team was terrible. I was great. Not to say anything oh, about my friends, God. but they were fucking terrible at basketball because apparently Mexicans just grow with knowing how to kick things. But I was pretty good with my hands. I'm pretty, you know, I can deliver a football. I'm like like Tom Brady. I'm an accurate thrower. Unless you have a shoulder injury like you currently I'm, do. I'm, a, I'm an accurate thrower of the football. I'm like Kobe. I'm an accurate thrower of the basketball. Wow, you're comparing yourself to Kobe Bryant when and it, Tom when Brady. When it comes to accuracy, I, I am very accurate, sweetie. In bowling... Whenever I set myself like, all right, I need to do this, I do it. I play up to the level of competition, sadly, but I'm much better. That's what, why. What about what, didn't you do martial arts? I also did martial arts. I was number one uh, taekwondo. I was one. Yeah, his shins are still. Uh, and then I did freestyle weapons. fighting too. Oh my god! I've done fucking everything. And then what's the other one that you were saying in dancing? Okay, so dancing is an interesting one. Yeah. Because I, you know, I grew up like watching a lot of TV and whatnot, and I I am very good at dancing. I don't know how to describe that. It's not like I learned by doing it. I would just be at home dancing, and I was like, I'm pretty sure this is pretty good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then one day, I remember, I, I can't remember why, but someone, like a girl, came up to me and said, because they knew I could dance. I remember at a school thing that the girls were like, oh, my God, Alejandro can dance. Let's have him over so he can dance with us. Whatever. A little magic mic. It, it was not like that, unfortunately, because I was not good looking. I was not very nice with the ladies. Like, I'm still not. Yeah. So they brought me in, and I remember that they were like, dude, you should really dance with us and do, like, this routine, like, for this phase of our dance competition. And they had, like, a national competition going. Yeah. It was on TV and everything. I'm not going to say the name of it because people are assholes and they're going to dig it. Oh, please. But... But, and, and hopefully no one in Mexico is watching this, and it's just seven people in the U.S. So when I went to that national championship, I was missing a lot of school. I was hanging out with just girls, you know, and I was on TV. I Sounds was like, like you were in sync. I, I was like, this is pretty awesome. Next year, I shouldn't just be a background guy. I should have my own band because there's be the no lead. guys doing this. So I went and I proposed to Rod and few other friends guys you guys want to hang out with a lot of girls be on tv be and, sexy be well, on mtv I, no no no. I, I was already sexy uh, oh it was just right. a consequence of people seeing my sexiness in public you know so i said yes yeah, sergio is there oh, i was gonna say then you would have both been on mtv true <sighs> we can't this is a delicate subject sergio this is a very delicate. At some point, you got to talk about Belen's great, uh, well, well, great time on oh, it. No, because they're going to send it to me. I know this. Please, and, I'm dying no. to see oh, it. Oh, So um, I convinced these guys. I said, this is going to be great. And they were like, who's going to teach us how to dance? I was like, I can memorize the fucking choreography. And they were like, how? So I memorized like five choreographies of uh, five mm. different NSYNC music videos. Oh, my God. And then to transition everything together, I brought a friend of mine that's a, that uh, was a dance teacher. <laughs> So you put a lot of effort into this. Oh, babe, I, I permed my hair. I had curls. So you were Justin. This the, yes. This is the first time this you're is, hearing well, about this. Did you have earrings yet? No. No, I got my earrings in New, New York. York. 
So I did that in Mexico and, you know, we put it out there and quality obviously beats quantity and we were the only male team. So we, I'm we won. a hard time imagining we Rodrigo won. dancing, we by won. the way. It, you, yes, I could see it, obviously, but not Rod. I'll tell you this. Rod tried everything he could to make it happen. Now, was his dancing up to par? I'll let you be the judge of that. I've you seen him you dance. tell Rod whenever you get a chance. When I've you seen see him, him dance. next. <laughs> I've seen him dance. When you see him next, tell him, just show me a little choreography. Show me Rod a little uh-uh-uh-uh. Because I, I still remember it. I can still do it. Of course you do. But I'm, can I finally get to my part? Uh, no, because your part is my problem. So one day, after all of these stories come out, um, after all these stories come out, Belen and Sheena are one day at the house, and I can't remember what we're doing. We're having dinner, and we're finishing dinner. We're just drinking, like, chatting. And Sheena says something along the lines of, no, it was like, I, to I told him, I was like, it's not like I know Ricky Martin. And Sheena looks at me, and she goes, what do you mean? What do you, mean? you were in Menudo with him. <laughs> Menudo. With Ricky Martin. And I go, I'm, I'm sorry, what? And she's like, yeah, like you were back in the day in Menudo. Like you, you have to know Ricky or did he not talk to you? I go, why the fuck do you think I was in Menudo? Belen for the longest time. I thought he was in Menudo and for I the first know. four years of our way, relationship. Not once, not once I made up the story of like, oh yeah, I was in a Mexican nation. Like, uh, I, I, and Listen, by the way, Ricky Martin's not Mexican. I and Menudo was not Mexican. Well, at the time, okay. I swear you told me that you were a backup dancer with Menudo. And so Sheen and I literally, and then you danced so well. So it all made sense. And you're Latin and like you love Ricky Martin. And it just all made sense at the time. And we were devastated when we found out that you were not part of Menudo. And you were part of just a lame boy band that you made up in, in Mexico. And you danced <laughs> in strip malls. I did not dance in strip malls. I never said that. You see, Sergio, this well, is how we're making up. Like, this is fake news at its fucking plant. Like, I'm just saying, fullest. you were not a part of Menudo, but yeah. we... And, and then, can I ask you this? How come Lily thought I was part of Menudo? Because she heard the story. This happened like a week ago. I'm at, I'm, I'm at the house. She's having dinner, and she's like, oh, Alejandro, but weren't you in that band, Menudo? Well, she was messing with you. But no, she Sheena, was Sheena, she Lily, no, no, no. Lily legitimately was thrown off when I told her that I was not even. She's she like, didn't. I love that you guys are trying to prove this to me. Like you guys are arguing your points to me. I, because you're here. Because you're here, the Sergio. Third party. You are them right That's now. True. I am and the audience. This is the problem with it. So, all in, I was a very well-rounded kid. Lots of insecurities. And you could dance. I can dance. I can do anything. Uh, I had. A, I honestly had a lot of fun growing up. I, I was able to do whatever. I I was pushed to become an older man when I was younger, yeah. and I think that's a great thing, uh, specifically for me. It worked out in my to my advantage, which I love. In school, though, man, I was fucking terrible at school. Terrible, yeah. terrible, like other level terrible. I I remember you have in Mexico they qualify you, they grade you from zero to one hundred, right? In every single one of your subjects, obviously you're zero to a hundred. Yeah. It's literally a one to ten, but they make it zero to a hundred, so they can give you a ninety-two. Complicated, yeah. uh, absolutely. It's fucking stupid. So, uh, I remember going going home, and they gave me my report card this one year, and I, I remember looking at my average, and my average was nineteen, nineteen straight up out of a hundred. The teacher was like, "These these are the worst grades I've ever seen in my life, Alejandro," and I was like, "Thank you, thank you for noticing." Wow. And they make you go home and make your parents sign for it, which is uh, well. By it's the way, like you're getting a beating, son. Of course, you know you what know, I mean. You bring home your report card. Yeah, yeah. And I remember having a conversation with my mom, and she's like, "I mean, how fucking stupid are you?" 
like literally 17, 19. This is this is all you got in your head, like all of all of these other guys well, that you go were, to school. You were busy dancing on the weekends. You no, had a this, lot of other things in your mind. No, this I was younger than that. Uh, and she's like, <laughs> why are you not good at this and, and whatnot? And she literally, after this one thing, she, she looked at me and she goes, you know what? I actually don't care what your grades are. You go do you. If you don't want to pass uh, this year and make it to the next year, stay there. I don't care. And I was like, oh, fuck. I need to do something. So, of course, I started studying. No, I'm just kidding. I was going to say, you were like, freedom. No, and so, what I did immediately was, how can I cheat so that I don't have to deal with this <laughs> at all times? I didn't want to go to, like, I was going to school to have fun, which I think everybody should do that, to be honest with you. <laughs> all of my friends that got, like, 100 out of 100 average, they're all teachers. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but they, be, they were really good at that system, so they were able to teach that system again. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, I, grades do not reflect anybody's performance in the real world today. I, I completely agree. Like, from my friends, just look. i remembering their grades. If you looked at today's life, it would be upside down, straight up. It's the weirdest fucking thing in the world. Like, all of the people I got to the top when we were kids in grades, they're right now not doing that fucking fantastic right now. And us in the bottom... We're still not doing great, but not, we at least didn't have to study as much as those idiots we peaked. did. We peaked. You know what I mean? When we were older. So what I did was I devised a system for cheating. A fucking immaculate system that no one, no one will ever be able to touch. Because I remember there was several vulnerabilities to the school. Number one, if I showed up at four in the morning, the gardeners were there. So they would open the doors for me at four in the morning. As long as I told them, I have to study, sir, they'd open the doors. When it's four in the morning and they open the doors for you to go to school, there's no one monitoring anything, sweetie. So I remember walking in with my two friends and we we're like, all right, let's figure out where they're hiding the tests. And then as we were doing our, our, our walkthrough, I realized there is a hole in the women's bathroom that goes into the principal's office. Literally at the top of the wall in the bathroom, that hole goes into the principal's office. You were literally Dennis the Menace. So what I did was, guys, I'm going to go in there and see, because I was very athletic when I was a kid. I pulled myself up with my hands, and on the other side, there was tests like uh, on the wall. So no one could do that. You, if you wanted to do it, you had to be able to do it just with your arms and then land on the other side. And the same thing to get out. So I was like, I'll do this. So I jump in. It also I get sounds in. like, you know, being a dancer, you were probably... <laughs> Pretty flexible. I had a lot of great things going on, especially my youth, before my hernia surgery and oh, all the Jesus good stuff. Christ. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I get in, I'm walking around like, what can I do? And then all of a sudden I see the report cards. All of them are there. And literally they have them all laid out like grade by grade. And I'm like, can they make my life fucking easier? All I need to do is come here and just write my grades. So I said, the worst thing that can happen right now if I just write great grades for me is they're going to catch it and they're going to be like, fuck you, you're a dumbass anyways. Because, you know, it is what it is. The best thing that can happen to me is no one's going to catch me and I get to have a pretty sick average grade. So guess what happened? I gave myself good grades. Not the best, but good grades. I had an 85 average the next month. Okay. No one asked anything i was like this is fucking awesome so i did that for like three four five months and i got great grades great average and then one day 
uh, my math teacher, who I love, uh, she hated me at the time I was her student. My math teacher comes comes up to me and she goes, Ali, can I ask you something? I go, yeah, of course. She pulls out all of my, uh, she pulls out like a copy of my report card. And she goes, how come you have all these great grades on math, but you've never gotten more than like a 10? And I just looked at her and I was like, I don't know. I thought you, you gave me like a better grade. She's like, no, I didn't. And I go, I, I don't know what to tell you. I was terrified that she would go back and go like, what? Let's look at all of these grades. So she just corrected her own. She corrected her own grade and left me alone. But now at the office, they didn't have those books anymore until a certain date. So it started to get harder. So I figured, you know what? It's time to spend a little bit more time studying. I'm just kidding. It's time to spend a little more time following the teachers and seeing where they take their copies outside the of school. The amount of effort you put in to cheat Babe, is... I, I went with Coke. We, we, of course. We, we rented a, a... You know, like the, the fluffy vans, like the VW vans? We rented one of those to follow a teacher on it. And we put on like hats to hide our faces and whatnot. So all day, we chased our teacher, our so, math teacher. So instead of learning, yes, this is how you spent. Absolutely. So I, I chased my math teacher. She went to Burger King. She met with another teacher. Man, if she was cheating on her husband, we would have caught her now that I realized that. She was not a great teacher. So finally, she makes the stop. Like at the end of everything, Coke had already pissed his pants or whatever happened in the back of the combi. Really strange day. And we finally figure out, like, the spot where she's taking the copies. And it's really close to the school. So I go inside after the teacher leaves. And I'm like, listen, dude, I'll give you 200 pesos if you just give me every test that comes to this facility. And he goes, dude, I can't fucking do that. Make it 300 and you got yourself a deal. <laughs> I was like, you got it. So we all grabbed money. We gave it to the dude. And then for two months, we were getting fresh copies of the tests. The hardest thing was, because I was getting them in the morning before the, the test, um, the hardest thing was getting the timing to get people to do it right for me because I would rush back to school and I was like, oh my God, I need to like solve this problem and solve this one and solve this one. And there was like someone helping me there solving everything. Then one day I started to get lazier and lazier. I was like, why am oh. I showing up so early and doing this? This is what I'm going to do. So instead of giving my paper back to the teacher, I would give my teacher or put into the pile a blank piece of paper. I would just deliver a blank piece of paper within 30 minutes of the test. And they were like, you're done, Alejandro? I was like, done. I'd walk outside. I'd pull out the real test. I was like, all right, guys, what do you got? Gave me everything. And at first I was nice. I was really naive. I would go back inside and ask the teacher a question and put the paper inside of her papers in front of her face. Never noticed. But then it started to get a little bit more relaxed and lazy. And I was like, no, why, you? why am I doing this to every test when I can just do it at the end of the day with all the tests that, I, that I, I'm doing today? So what I would do is I would answer all of the tests during recess, be done, and then I would go to every single, uh, uh, every single teacher's classroom wherever they were at that time because I stole the schedule. Of course you did. So I knew where they were going. I'd walk into that room with Coke, and Coke would go, all right, I'm going to take the school, the yearbook picture. By the way, no one took those pictures. In the yearbook, there was not a single picture of anybody in their classroom like that. They still let me in. So we grab the camera, Coke's taking the picture, and as Coke is taking the picture, I'd go into the teacher's bag and put all of our tests. I never had to worry about anything. 
You were literally a degenerate. I had the best grades ever. I learned that I was really good at producing, putting shit together. I was like, you go here, you go there, you do, like, logistics. I was fucking phenomenal at it. That was me growing up. Just a little sweet that poor angel. That was quite angel. the story. That's it. But not in Menudo, by the way. For everybody that's still wondering, I was not I'm a part of I'm going to show everyone your, um, your, what is it called? When what? you're an actor? Your headshot. And then people will make the decision if you're a minute or not. No. Why I have are, a hard copy. Why do people have to see my headshot? I have a and hard why, copy. why are you talking about that right now? Because you look between your dancing and your headshot, it was like, of course he was in Menudo. I'll show you, Sergio. All right. Well, that was me growing up, sweetie. Just a little nice life. And by the way, I, I had a year when I was between 14 and 15 where I didn't talk to anyone. Oh, I would go places and good. just not talk. I was like, I was going through some shit, whatever the fuck it was. And I, I was terrified of getting moved from one place to another. Terrified. I didn't want to meet new friends. I was never the guy that had like 30 friends. Like, Well, not much has changed with that. No, I've gotten smaller. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, but, I, but it's a choice. Yeah. That, that, that one is a choice. Yeah. Um, but now I'm really good at any situation you give me. Wherever you put me, I'm happy to go. I don't have any attachments to anything. Yeah. Except my sweetie and Fiona. Bye, sweetie. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> sweetie, so here's the deal. Having friends is really hard in a relationship because you got to like my friends and you got to like the two of them and, you know, maybe I'm friends with this guy but not the girl and, and it's, it's problematic. I want to say that a lot of people have a really hard time finding a balance between friendship and their relationship, right? And especially at first, when people start dating, you, they disappear from their friends. You don't get to yeah. see them because yeah. they don't know how to balance that life. Look totally. at Sergio. We used to see him all the time. I know. And now he has a girlfriend. gone now. We never get to see him. What do you mean? You see? <laughs> yeah, I never get invited over anymore. Of course. Oh, right, see, Sergio. Right, Sergio. So as you guys can tell, there's not a lot of people that know how to divide their time properly <laughs> and their love and relationships. I'm moving halfway across the country in two weeks. I'm trying to get as much time in as I can get. Right. He is, he is team, team Solomon. <sighs> so, sweetie, how do you handle this? What's your ideal scenario? What, what are your tips for people like that are couples getting into a relationship that, you know, want to still have friends and navigate those waters? Because it's pretty fucking hard. We had those friends, uh, and I'll say this one. I'll, I'll, I'll run you with an example. I had a friend that I'm not going to give specifics just so that it's not too obvious. I had a friend, and then he met this girl. And nobody liked the girl. Nobody. Nobody. And it started to become a problem the more they got together. Right? You know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And then he got to a point where no one could stand the fucking girl. And I couldn't be friends with the dude anymore because I couldn't bring you around. I couldn't bring any other friends around. Yeah. You know? So. <laughs> so. So So what do we do now? So I have, I have a couple thoughts on this one. Listen, when you first meet someone, you're in a, you're in a bubble and it's a really fun bubble to be in. And it's a bubble that you should stay in because it does, it does not last before you know it. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> you're burping into the microphone and it smells like chilaquiles. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's funny because I, I recently, not recently, but I was having this conversation not that long with one of my girlfriends with another one of my girlfriends who is in a new, newer relationship. And we were saying to her, like, enjoy this time because before you know it, you're going to be staying in hotel rooms and asking for separate beds. You know who I'm talking about when I say that. So um, 
So I do think it's like really wonderful those first couple months. Like enjoy it because truly it it it, it really is a really special time. But I also think it's really important not to lose yourself yeah. and only have that one person, whether it's the the boyfriend being your entire existence or the girlfriend being that person's entire existence, because that can get messy real quick. Yeah. And a lot of pressure is on the relationship immediately. So I do think it's important not to get lost and to still have your own identity and your own, like, not a separate life, but like you have your own friends and you're still continuing to be independent and not doing every single task and event with your significant other. Yeah. Um, and for me, I've always had like my group of girlfriends. And I remember when we started dating, you didn't have a lot of like, you didn't have like a group of friends. And I remember it was a little bit like challenging because I would be like, oh, I'm going to go like have dinner with my friends. Or I'm going to go like hike with my friends. And you would be like, thank God. What about me? Sure. <laughs> it was like, okay, well, I'll be home all day in the same sweatpants. Like you didn't understand. Or if like, I was like, oh, I'm going to go like spend the whole day with my friends. You would be like, why? Because yeah, you didn't have that. Well, you for sure thought I was gallivanting and out because you're psychotic, but he still is. But I remember like for the first couple of years, like I didn't go anywhere because I felt like I didn't travel because you were psychotic. Remember? Well, yeah. Yeah. But it was, it, but I remember once like you, you started like not meeting friends, but you had like your own circle of friends and like you would do things on the weekends with them. Do you remember this? I remember saying to you, like, isn't it so nice? Like having, cause you, you don't have everything in common with your spouse I know that. or your partner. But remember I was like, isn't it so fun? Like you have like your own like thing. And you were like, yes, because I think it's so important to have like girlfriends have your male friends. Cause you're not going to do all those things with your partner. It's literally impossible. Yeah. So I think it's, important to not lose yourself have your own identity but to get back to that question you're asking me what happens when like your friends dating someone who sucks that is that, the biggest, speed. that is the biggest challenge in the world it's really hard i don't have an answer to that it's like how do you tell the guy by the way this girl that you just married my god she's awful everybody hates her like I, i'm telling you they hate her like not 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 like hate so i guess my my <laughs> advice because we've been in this situation before where i've had friends that you didn't really necessarily care for their boyfriends at the time is i would just pick personally specific events that i'd be like listen you can sit this one out but like it's their wedding so you have to like suck it up and vice versa do you know what i mean like I, you kind of pick your battles with your partner so if let's say your best friend is dating someone and your spouse doesn't like them, you're not going to be like, hey, let's have dinner with them every Friday night. But let's say it's their birthday and it's a bigger event. You say, hey, got to put on that fake smile tonight, sweetie. We're going out to dinner with them. You compromise. I think that is like a safe way to go about it if one of you's friends is dating someone that you don't care for. Because the reality is they're going to be in their you're in your life. So you have to accept it for what it is. Oh, I know. And that's why I think, you know, as much as it sucks because you build a friendship with that guy, but man, she really sucks. So, <laughs> and by the way, you know, I can get other friends. <laughs> well, that happens too, where the friendship eventually fades. That can also happen. Well, that's, that's most likely what will happen because if you're not spending any time with your boy, yeah, because he's with his girl all the time, 
and you're going to do activities. Oh, and remember like how lame their friends were? Oh, my God. I, I really am having a difficult time remembering. You'll Are you me. kidding me? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. Unbearable. Yes, and yes. the people they would bring in, he's like. I clearly I'm... blacked that out from my memory. Yeah, by the way. I was like, by the, I, I was like, how can you manage to find the shittiest people in the world all together and bring them all in as your friends? Yeah. Like, how is that possible? You're killing me, man. It's it, it, it is absolutely a really um, difficult thing to navigate. Yeah. Um, it is uh, it, to it's me, really it's hard. impossible. Sergio, please. Yeah, I just want to chime in real quick because I think it goes on the topic, especially now. And it's something that I'm struggling with a bit is uh, like I'm a very social person and the impact of COVID now has on relationships and limiting oh your circle. Oh, my circles. God. Yeah. And uh, like with my girlfriend, uh, her job, she, she just has to have a little of a circle as possible. So I haven't been able to bring around my friend groups, you guys too often. Sure, Sergio. Sure. sure. <laughs> but I think it's an important point. Like you're talking about like the difficulties of that. And now, yeah. especially exemplified in the COVID season, where I can't imagine you can't have that social interaction like you used to. No, no, no. I think people are also going crazy like that because, in a way, they're in relationships, but they're also lonely because you know you depend one hundred percent on the other person. Yeah, you're right. You cannot be one hundred percent relying on the other people. You cannot be one of those people that puts all of the weight of your happiness on your relationship. I always say this: you should never put your happiness into anybody's hand other than yours. yourselves. Absolutely. Other than your own, if you if, if you Absolutely. don't have that base, if you cannot just be stripped of everything, whether it's material, people, fuck everything, and you can't be you and you can't be happy like that, there is an underlying problem. There's a lot of people that get into a relationship and and everybody goes, man, when he's with her, he's not drinking. He's not doing any of these things. That is the worst type of hiding all of the underlying problems for someone because one day, believe it or not, your unstable friend that was never being able to be fucking stable is going to get into a fight with a girlfriend, with a boyfriend, you know? Yeah. And then he's going to go drink. She's going to go drink. And then what are you going to do? Yeah. It, it becomes a problem again. You know what I mean? So you can never, it, if you're really getting into a relationship and saying, this is what I was missing. This is what. Cool. You're in a great relationship. Awesome. But go check yourself. Because there's definitely like underlying problems that you can't and you can't move on with without acknowledging that they will ruin you or your relationship in the future. So to me, it's very important never to put that strain on you. While I didn't have friends, because I'm not one of those people, never been with a huge group of friends. I had my five, three friends, whatever it was. To me, for example, people like Coke amaze me. Coke is friends with everyone. I mean, shit, man everybody i've never seen anything like that go to mexico everywhere we go it doesn't matter where we are coke how are you and everybody gets up and they give him a big hug and that's just coke i can't do that i can't do i need to have the good people that i understand that i trust that understand me because of what i've gone through throughout throughout my whole life and especially now and it always keeps evolving so to me it was never uh oh my god Belen, i don't have any friends let me just hang out with you no i'm not, I don't, I'm not saying no that. i know um, I feel like I never did that, and that's why our relationship also worked, whether I had many friends or not had many friends, because I also let you be. Sure, for sure. But me, because I am such a sensitive person, I I struggled with it because I felt guilt. 
Like I yeah. felt bad and like I, but I also was like, fuck, I wish he had, I, I want him to have this too because when you do have it, it's so fun. Like, you oh, know, yeah. like when you started traveling with your friends and doing all these things, like it's so important to have that separation because like you just said, and this took me a really long time with our relationship, especially because this was my first real adult relationship. I, I thought Alejandro was going to be like every, like you were supposed to complete everything for me. Yeah, no. And clearly, I, and I think, a lot of people go into relationships, male and females, think, you know, expecting so much from their partner and so much of it was coming from me and that I needed to be happy with and content with myself because the most important relationship you have in life is truly the one with yourself. But when you're 23, you fucking don't know that, you know? So it takes years of growth and all of that. And then knowing, being happy with yourself, but also, you know, like for me, for instance, with Brian, who's one of my best gay friends, he married Alejandro and I. There were so many things that I wanted to do with you that you were like, that's, it was your nightmare. Like, you know, waking up on a Saturday and going to farmer's market and going on a hike. And then I, re I was like, I can do these things with Brian. And it's okay for yeah. me to have that relationship with him to fulfill those needs that you don't want to do. And that's okay. But for so long, it took, it, it, it devastated me. I was, it was so crushing to me. And that that's when I really started to realize I don't need, he doesn't need to be my all in that sense and not in a negative way, no, but no, just no, like, absolutely. no, like I have this person and that person, but like you're home to me, but it's okay to have other different relationships to fulfill different needs and be okay with me doing it by myself. And I'm extremely independent. Yeah. So like I would have no problem going to farmer's market by myself whatever, whatever. So I think it's super important not to have that pressure um, in a new relationship yeah, or to, ever. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think to me what I, um, just on that note to finish it, I learned that rather than just having friends for fun, I'd rather have friends that I work with, that I grow with, that I share what I'm doing with. And that's why I, I lean so much on, on people that I work with yeah. to like hang out with because it's easy. Uh, I really want them to be here forever. I really want them to be my friends forever. I want to take care of them and do as much as possible for them forever because we're working towards a goal together. Like, I love that I have my boys in Mexico that we're working towards, you know, our goal with Aileron, making it the most sold mezcal in Mexico and all of the world. That's really cool. Like, I have those friends. Uh, some of them, like, hookah is into cars and whatnot. I have someone to talk about that. I have someone else to talk about, like, the other passion project, which is the alcohol. And within them, like... I have another circle. Now, I don't have a circle of like just people to hang out with at all times, but I, I, I like having more of an active relationship with my friends, if you will. Of course, it's because the it, there's depth. There's depth. There's growth. Yeah. There's real parallel growth yeah. uh, in, in that relationship. And what I've learned is if you become really good at doing partnerships and hiring and all of that, those people can really be with you for a very long time without you getting burned or in any other way possible. Like what, what's been my fucking life story, right? Like I go, I let all these people in. And then the first thing they do is like, fuck you. We're taking everything you have. Like <laughs> it's been my experience all my life. And this is much, much, much better for me. Yeah. I, I don't enjoy just the random, like, hey, let's go hang out. Let's, I, I don't. Well, like, I, I, I enjoy hanging out with Alejandro way too much. Uh, Perhaps a little too much. Honestly, I'm a fun dude. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get why I want to do it. 
Sure. Sure. <laughs> so I'd say if you're if you're planning on having a good healthy relationship and have a good healthy relationship with friends, make sure that your best fucking friend is you. Mm -hmm. Then your partner, your wife, your husband, your boyfriend, whatever the fuck it is. And then your friends. Yeah. Because if you separate it like that, you prioritize like that, then whenever there's uncomfortable moments, like the fucking guy, uh, like my friend that dated this girl, uh, won't be a soul crushing moment. It won't be a disappointment. It it'll, it, yeah. it'll be more the decision that we're making together. Like it, it is pretty awful. Yeah, it yeah, is yeah. pretty awful. Let's not deal with this. Yeah. Instead of a heartbreak of, oh, I can't see my friend anymore. Yeah. That's what I'd say. Do you agree, sweetie? I agree, sweetie. Is there anything else you want to add to this? I don't think so, sweetie. Sergio, anything else you want to add to this? No? All right. Well, that was it. That's Chats with Sweetie. Sergio, is there going to be an outro music so that we can start shooting the shit? What, what's going to happen? Oh, maybe. No. Maybe. We'll All see. Right, let's start with the first one. Let's start with maybe not, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much for listening to us. If you're on iTunes, please leave a nice review. We appreciate those. Uh, it helps us grow into the podcast algorithm. And maybe, maybe seven people will listen to it instead of three. Thank you, guys. Bye. Take care. Thank you.